0: Welcome back to the All I Have Show. In this episode, we're going to be talking about something that can rob you of all of your joy, if you're not aware of it. It can be very dangerous to your goals, your happiness, but it can also be incredibly powerful when used correctly. So I want to talk about comparison, the good, the bad, and the ugly, everything that has to go, um, or the real important pieces that I feel can impact you when it does come to comparison. So let's first start out talking about the negatives and the things you really got to be careful about because I think uh, this is probably the most common approach that it's used and uh, how it steals a lot of your happiness. Have you ever had like a really good day, been feeling really good about yourself? You know, it's Friday, maybe it's payday, You just closed a deal, whatever. You're feeling good. You're happy with your family. And then you seem to jump on social media and you just happen to see someone else who did something else that day that you perceive to be better than what you just did. Or maybe they're wearing this new outfit or they just bought themselves a new car that's nicer than the new car maybe you just bought. This is where comparison has the real destructive power to rip the joy right out of you if you're not careful. So there is a famous quote and I don't know who said it and I might butcher it, but it's comparison is the thief of all joy. And that's because the exact example I just talked about where you are happy, you're feeling good, you're you're feeling in your zone, Anytime you jump on social media, you're almost guaranteed to find someone that's doing something better than you and someone that's doing something probably worse off or lower than you. And when you try to base your happiness level off of comparing yourself to someone else, that's where it becomes very dangerous and you're just asking for trouble, right? And so you have to just almost get comfortable with this concept that there's always going to be somewhere out, someone out there that's going to be higher than you, farther along the journey that you're on, uh, making more money than you. Whatever you value and whatever you, you know, whatever characteristic that you uh, associate to success, there's likely someone out there better than you at that. And the the big key piece of it of all this is that it's okay. Everyone's on their own journey in life. And the real compare, the only thing that really matters that you want to intentionally compare yourself to is yourself and what you were yesterday. If you're on this journey, you're trying to get better, you have goals, you're, you're chugging along down this path, it doesn't matter if you see someone else that's 10x further ahead of you because they might have started before you they might have access to different tools than you access to resources capital people you have no idea how they got to the place and that the, their journey that they that they arrived at but you do control everything in your sphere and that's the only comparative tool that you need to associate your journey to did you get better than you were yesterday Did you take every opportunity you could to move the ball downfield towards your objective? And if so, you have to be happy with the results that you have. Because if you're not, it it can really just rip all of your drive away from you because it's just depressing to jump on social media and see people doing what you perceive to be better than you. Another big piece of why this is dangerous, and probably not a shocker to you, but a lot of things you see on social media aren't real life, okay? Um, I know in the real estate industry, um, there was a, and i say it's still going on, but there was a big craze when, when Instagram just got popular, and that's that everybody had to post pictures next to their Ferrari or Lamborghini. And it's like, man, at that time, I felt like I was killing it. Um, I had lots of deals going on, was really doing, I was probably having the best year that I've had income-wise, but I was nowhere near a Lamborghini or Ferrari bunny. And so we see these guys, it almost just like, ah, uh, almost deflating, like, man, what do I have to do to get to the point at what they're at? And down the road, and the more I got into coaching programs and really diving deep into Mindset and really understanding the bigger picture. What I learned is there's actually coaching programs out there that um, they rent Lamborghinis and they let their students take pictures with their Lamborghinis. Uh, you can actually lease a Lambo or a Ferrari for a couple thousand dollars a month. So for forty thousand dollars a year, you know, it, someone could lease a Ferrari, take a picture with it. And then automatically, all their followers associate them to being successful, compare themselves to where they are, to Lamborghini money, and perceive that that person's ahead of them on this journey. And so it's a very, it's almost a marketing tool. You know, a lot of people use these fancy things in social media as a marketing tool to suck you into their funnel. And so if you allow this uh, farce, of this, this fake a life out there that people per- portray themselves to be, if you compare that to your reality, I mean, you're just setting yourself up for a, a disaster. So, even if, even if what they're doing is real, it's still not a good idea. The only comparison you can truly base your emotions off of is comparing it to yourself, to who you were yesterday, to the goals and the inputs that you put out there. So, I hope that resonates from a personal joy perspective and the dangers of comparison and how that can really take away your happiness, your joy altogether. However, with all that being said about comparison, I want to talk to you also about how comparison can be an incredible tool that you can use to fuel your success when you think about it the right way. Okay, So we just nailed on all the the really scary things, the the negatives with comparing yourself, um, your journey, to someone else's. However, if you start to view comparison in terms of inputs and outputs to someone else that's achieving the things that you want to achieve, comparison is a fabulous tool. So let me break down what I truly mean by that. So, and I'll give you a personal example uh, after this. So if someone is where you want to be, they're doing exactly what you want to do, then reaching out and connecting with them and understanding the inputs to how they are achieving their their outputs, comparing your inputs to their outputs is a great tool to com- to see where you are, how, how you're shaping up against... Their results, right? So uh, maybe maybe a personal example of this will help. So, um, and Alex Hormozy, I'll give you a, an example from Alex Hormozy first. So he talks about um, this this c- comparison and how it really changed his mindset around business. So, and I and I may butcher the exact um, details here, but essentially, he was trying to market his gym, um, you know, like a workout facility. And someone told him, you know, that they were growing their gym by putting flyers out. You know, going and stapling them to, to uh, telephone poles, handing them out to people in the mall, etc. So Alex prints off, uh, I think it was like 500 of them. He printed out maybe like 100 to 500. He, he posted them. He took like a whole day, posted them all over, um, you know, his, his little town. Uh, handed them out to people as he was passing and really didn't get much results from it. And so I think he reached back out to the guy who told him to do this. And he's like, Man, I, I you know, I spent this whole day handing out flyers and uh, did, didn't, you know, I got like one new person at the gym. And the guy's like, Well, how many flyers did you hand out? And he, you know, whatever the number was, I think it was like, let's just call it five hundred. He's like, Yeah, man, I handed out five hundred flyers and, and really didn't get anything. He's like, Five hundred? He's like, Alex, I send ten thousand out, you know, every week and to get X amount of clients. And it was just a mind blow for him, like whoa, like I just didn't under even I vastly underestimated the scale at which I needed to put these out to truly get results. So the input to that is how many flyers are we putting out? Comparing that to someone who's had success it was, I mean, a huge eye opener for Alex, right? So he he thought 500. He assumed 500 would get the job done. But until he compared that to someone who was actually yielding results, he didn't understand the true effort that it was going to take, right? So then he had to, you know, 10x or whatever, 5x what he was doing to get true results. And so, yeah, I've seen this exact same thing in my life um, when it comes to direct mail. So in real estate, if you're unfamiliar, One, the the most common approach to getting off market deals is sending direct mail. So, sending postcards, letters, et cetera, things like that, in order to get in touch with sellers before they reach out to an agent and put their property on the market, right? So, this same scenario. So, when I first heard this, you know, I listened to podcasts, um, hear all these influencers like, yep, you know, where did you find the deal? I found it on direct mail. I sent a letter. I sent this person the letter. They called me. We we figured out the deal. Okay, so for me, I'm a big DIYer. Um, Trying to figure this out on my own and cut costs. You know, that was my mindset early on. How can I do this for as cheaply as possible? So you know, for that next week, I went out and found. Um, you know, I googled around, found some records in my website, uh, my county auditor's website. I wrote fifty letters. Sat down and hand wrote 50 letters. It took me, I think it took me like most of a week. I think I did like 10 letters a day, handwriting them out, um, hand addressing them, hand stamping them, hand delivering them to the post office, dropping them in the post box. And I'll let you guess how many calls I got off of those letters. It was a big goose egg. And so I was very, depressed about that effort. I was like, man, all these people talk about direct mail and how they got deals from them. I just you know, took a whole week's worth of effort and time handwriting these letters and I got zilch to show for it. It wasn't until later on when I decided to join a coaching program uh, by Ryan Dossey, if you're not familiar um, with him, then, then he has a lot of good content on real estate. Um, but I digress. And so I joined his coaching program. I didn't realize that most real estate investors across the country, um, in in this coaching group, it was it was people from across the United States who were all doing off market real estate. And I joined it to learn exactly how to do that. Well, most uh, the average in that whole group, the cost to get a deal from direct mail was three thousand dollars, right? And the average. Uh, po- I'll just go on the high end and say the, the on the high end you spend about a dollar per letter, a handwritten letter to get uh, to to send that to someone. So and there are there are uh, machines and stuff to do handwriting and such like that. So it's not actually you writing these letters, but do the math on that. So it costs three thousand dollars, approximately one dollar per letter. So the average investor is sending three thousand letters to get one deal. Where I sent 50. So in that case, comparing my inputs to the inputs of everyone else who is achieving success, it was an eye-opener for me. It was completely obvious why I was not getting the results that I wanted. It was because I was not giving the appropriate inputs via, uh, meaning, the appropriate, the, the things in my control. I was not sending enough letters to yield results, many things in life are like this. It's um, it's a numbers game or an effort. You have to put in a lot of work to yield results. But most people perceive that they're working hard. They're doing enough. I'm trying. I feel like I'm. You know, doing. It doesn't matter what you feel like, what you think you're doing, what your uh, estimated guesses. It matters what other people are having success with, and then how. Do you compare yourself against them and model the things that successful people are doing is how you achieve similar results, right? So the even more powerful thing about this is once I figured out, okay, it ca- it takes 3,000 roughly, it takes roughly 3,000 letters to get one deal. Now, there was the, this other camp of folks who said, I want to do three deals per month, Okay, so you know, without this knowledge, or without this knowledge of, uh, hey, it takes three thousand letters to get a deal. How would I even come up with a a, a remote guess on the amount of inputs needed to do that? I mean, you'd be completely guessing in the dark. So, but when you know what the inputs are of some someone that is achieving success, you compare it to that. You can back in, you can reverse engineer your goals and understand what inputs are required to hit those goals. So if I want to do three deals a month, and it takes roughly, on average, 3,000 letters to get one deal, then I need to send 9,000 letters a month in order to do three deals a month. And you can do this for anything. You do this for all your goals, your your, your, uh, income goals. So for example's sake, if you had a revenue target, and you know for every deal that i get i make on average $10,000 we'll use that for for easy math then you can back in your number of deals per month to your revenue target so in that example of let's say i wanted to do $30,000 per month well that equates to 3 deals at $10,000 a piece well to get 3 deals i have to send 9,000 letters so there i am that's how i hit the revenue target And if you have revenue targets without backing into the inputs required to get there, you're never going to achieve your results. And this is what a lot of folks do. They just pick a number. You know, often people say, I wanna make $100,000 a year, and I'm gonna go out and try my best to get there. Instead of using comparison, the power of comparison, the good side of comparison, which would be saying, let me go out and find someone who's making $100,000 a year. Let me figure out what they're doing on a daily basis to back into, to reverse engineer the things I need to do to be able to get the outcomes that they're getting, to be able to do that. So I hope that was helpful for you guys to think through that, to understand the, both the, the dangerous side of comparison and how um, to be really just be aware of it our bodies naturally do this. We naturally seek out, compare, shuffle. That's how I think um, historical uh, tribes and back in the cavemen days, we we all have to find our place. We figure out, you know, am I where, where? Where's my spot in society? How do I rank in my tribe? Because status really, it was important back in those days. So I think our our um, you know our three million year old brain or however old is. Is still programmed to think like that, and we have to intentionally stop it when it isn't productive, and say it doesn't matter what what they're doing. That you know that programming is no longer relevant in the context of happiness, goals, joy, building the life that you want on your terms, and living for what's important to you may not always be what's important to someone else. So, in that Ferrari example, uh, for me, cars do very little for me. Someone could hand me a Ferrari and it'd probably be cool for to take on a test drive, but it would do next to nothing for my overall life happiness. Whereas to someone else, that might be their ultimate dream to get that. So they might put a lot of things on hold that I would perceive to be valuable in order to just get that Ferrari. So for me to see someone in a Ferrari and say, oh man, I'm just not... Doing the things that I need to be doing in life, or I'm a failure. I'm nowhere near as successful as that person. I mean, it's completely bonkers to think like that. And so we can do this down to the most granular thing, the most granular pieces of society. Uh, I know women are—they all check each other's clothes out. Like, oh, she's she's wearing these new uh, whatever. I don't even know any brands to to throw out, but purses, clothes, shoes, etc. And I'm sure there's someone that comes to mind. When you think about, um, you know, someone who does like to flaunt their status, um, and for me, I find joy in just kind of laughing at them in my head. Of man, well, I, I, if that does give them true joy and happiness, then then I am happy for them. But nine times out of ten, you can almost tell that. They're doing that to try to show you how cool that they think they are, and to me, it's just pretty comical. So, the powerful side of comparison, go out and find someone who's doing what you want to do, emulate what they're doing to get there, understand the metrics, the inputs, in order to get the outputs, and I promise you will have a higher likelihood of achieving results. But that's all for today, guys. I hope you got value out of this. If you did, a uh, like, share, or subscribe to the show, uh, rating, review, whatever floats your boat. I don't know exactly how all this works, but I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your time, just hanging out with me today. But with that, guys, this is the All I Have show, and we'll catch you next time.